In the face of world-shaping tragedies, we must seek to manifest the light shining in the darkness for the greater world, beginning first within ourselves. Esty Gardner Cantor delivered this sermon on the first Sunday after Christmas, December 30th, 2007. In the name of the Holy Word, creating, redeeming, and sustaining. Amen. Well, I don't know about you, but I had an extraordinarily rich, wonderful Christmas. The two Christmas Eve services here were just feasts for the eyes and the ears and the spirit. My whole family was invited to a lovely Christmas Eve feast right here in Mill Valley. And then on Christmas Day, my family had our usual gathering with many presents and a feast with friends and family. And I was gifted many things, material and otherwise, and I felt deeply blessed. Well, the very next morning, I came here to preside at the Wednesday morning Eucharist. And as I passed right by here, I saw to the side over by the railing the manger that had been used for the Christmas pageant with a, a blanket for the Christ child just tossed inside <clears throat> and, of course, the Christ child missing. And it was such a striking thought that I just stopped and I looked at the cradle and I just couldn't get over it for a minute. And I asked myself, what does that say to me, this, this empty manger at this particular time? It seemed like all the waiting of Advent was over, the glory of Christmas was over, the glory of the realization of the Incarnation was over. And there was the empty manger, almost reminiscent of the empty tomb at the other end of the story. Well, I tried to shake the feeling off, but once I got inside and started to prepare and I realized the readings were about the killing of prophets, I thought, Okay, now we're back to business as usual in the real world. <clears throat> then back home, still surrounded by the Christmas tree, the decorations and the lights and the Christmas presents kind of littered all over the place, I stopped for a minute to go check my email. And as I looked on the Internet, there was a news flash. Benazir Bhutto had been assassinated. On the third day of Christmas... On the 27th day of the holy month of Ramadan, not a saint, but you could say another prophet, was killed. Now, Ramadan is the holy month for Muslims because it was believed that in that month, Muhammad received the Quran. In another sense, there was a kind of an incarnation. In another sense, the word was made flesh. The same day I was helping my daughter by going over the script of As You Like It, a play that she's working on, I saw hatred recorded to comic effect in a script written 400 years ago. As Rosalind, disguised as a man, is given an angry letter from the spurned shepherdess, Rosalind describes the letter by saying, Why, tis a boisterous and a cruel style, a style for challengers. Why, she defies me like Turk to Christian. The Crusades were not such a distant memory, and the hatred of Christians for Muslims was so ingrained that it was good fodder for comedy. And now in this holy season, violence has broken out again. 
And it is somehow illogically more upsetting to me than all the deaths of all the thousands from all the conflicts in the world that there is this woman who has a face that we recognize, the first female prime minister of a Muslim country, the champion of the democracy that we all hold so dear. And like Judas, the assailant caused her death and then killed himself. This is business as usual in our world, and this is why we need the word made flesh so desperately. This is why we need to experience the new creation in ourselves and in our world every single day. This is when we need to hold close and live the promise of newness and the life that is given us in this exquisite prologue to the Gospel of John that we have just heard. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. This prologue to the Gospel of John streaks past the other Gospels because it doesn't begin with the beauty of the Nativity or the specific announcements of John the Baptist. The opening of the Gospel of John goes directly for the enormity, the cosmic, infinite nature of the coming of Christ. He came not on Christmas night, but in the very beginning, with God. We've been given this reading in our lectionary text today at Christmas time, rather than the narrative about angels and the manger and the magi, because the people who wrote this narrative had been utterly transformed by grace upon grace, and that is what de is demonstrated in this prologue. This is the testimony of those whose lives have been profoundly changed by the word. Thomas Merton, the Catholic monk and brilliant theological writer, had a similar transformation in a Louisville shopping district at Fourth and Walnut in 1958. He suddenly saw that he loved and was one with all the shoppers there, that he was theirs and they were his, and his long dream of separateness and isolation had come to an end. In struggling to describe this experience, he wrote, there is no way to tell people that they are all walking around shining like the sun. It was as if I suddenly saw the secret beauty of their hearts, where neither sin nor desire nor self-knowledge can reach, the core of their reality, the person that each one is in God's eyes. If only they could all see each other as they really are. If only we could see each other in that way all the time, there would be no war, no more hatred, no more cruelty, no more greed. I suppose the big problem then would be that we'd all fall down and worship each other. Merton goes on to say that this change, this utter transformation that inspires nonviolence, has to come from the realization of an inner spiritual source. This is a concept he received from Gandhi, another slain prophet, a Hindu prophet. Merton writes, at the center of our being is a point of nothingness, which is untouched by sin and illusion, a point of pure truth, a point or spark which belongs entirely to God, which is never at our disposal, but from which God disposes of our lives. It is inaccessible to the fantasies of our own mind or the brutalities of our own will. This little point of nothingness and of absolute poverty is the pure glory of God within us. It is, so to speak, his name written in us. 
It is like a pure diamond blazing with the invisible light of heaven. It is in everybody. And if we could see it, we could see these billions of points of light coming together in the face and blaze of a sun that would make all the darkness and cruelty of the life vanish completely. I have no program for this seeing. It is only given. But the gate of heaven is everywhere. What sense can we make of the glorious words in our gospel today if we do not in a deep sense begin to manifest that beginning, that light? If we do not, as Merton says, shine like the sun deep from within that place where there is no sin, no cruelty. The opportunities are infinite. The gate of heaven is in the face of every stranger we meet, every being that seems to be our opposite, every needy soul who frightens us into isolation. Jesus has given us the power to become children of God, who are born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. Jesus has become incarnate in us, and he has given us grace upon grace and the courage to manifest his light. The baby is still in the manger. The empty manger is an illusion, just like our illusion of separateness and isolation from one another. And we can still glimpse the glory of the incarnation if our hearts can open to that unbearably pure, utter grace-filled light so close to the heart of God that is already in our deepest, deepest selves and has been since the very beginning. Amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at OurSaviorMV.org. That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R-M-V for Mill Valley, dot org. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to be able to greet you in person very soon.